Welcome to Jump by Design. I'm David Pachter. We're a show about accelerating achievement for leaders looking to excel through the struggle. As we know, learning and growth come outside of the comfort zone and more frequently when you're still in the fight. Welcome back, everybody. We're at the Jump by Design podcast show coming to you live from Nashville today. We are exploring learning and leadership and the connection between high performance leadership and a learning organization. I'm super excited to have two guests today who I've learned a lot from, who are willing to share some insights and experiences about their successes and their setbacks. We all know growth and learning comes when you get outside of the comfort zone and when you're in the struggle. And it's nice to know that you're not alone. And in fact, uh, we're all in this fight to achieve the goals that we set uh, and accelerate our own ability to do that. And that's what Jump by Design's about. Today on the show is Laura Strasberg. Currently, she's the CEO of Organizational Development Solutions. She began her career at Stanford University, very impressive, studying behavioral change after graduating with her master's from the University of Texas in Austin. Over the past 20 years, she worked with small startups and Fortune 100 companies, building high-performance organizations, optimizing employee experience, increasing organizational effectiveness while developing a bunch of really great leaders. Also on the show is Dan Hoffman. Dan's an entrepreneur who lives in Brooklyn. He is the CEO of Circles. It's a peer learning platform that I'm really excited to share with everyone. He founded it less than a year ago. Before that, he built three companies, and he self-describes them as one being a middle-of-the-road uh, success, one being a total failure, and one I know was a huge success. Uh, that's how Dan, who is humble and talented and confident, describes himself. I've actually come to know Dan over the past two years as a great collaborator. He brings a positivity and enthusiasm to what he does that is an important part of not just being an entrepreneur, but thinking like one. It makes other talented people want to work with you, and it's critical to your success. Uh, he's had great success as a tech telecom entrepreneur, and one part of that was a company called M5 Networks that he founded. It was an early business VoIP provider that was acquired by Shortel a few years back. Uh, I have to ask you, Dan, uh, for the people who are listening uh, and learning about achievement, how is it that you would come to humbly describe yourself on those terms? First of all, David, it's great to be talking to you. Uh, I like to beat expectations. <laughs> oh, always nice, always nice to get past the bar, right? Um, so today, we're talking about learning and leadership and its connection to success. So I thought we would just warm up talking a little bit about uh, what that's come to mean to you and, and how, uh, how that connection has impacted your career. It's a huge connection in a bunch of ways. Uh, after selling M5, I had a chance to reflect on what I love doing. I decided I wanted to build another company and I decided I wanted to do it in the learning space. Why? Because looking back, not only was it the part of the journey that I enjoyed the most, but it was the part I thought was the most impactful. If you can build a culture of learners, if you can be a learner yourself, it's like the wish for more wishes. And when you think about getting that wish, do you connect it to the success of the organization, to your own personal success? How do you think about it? I think leaders that I admire and I think the ones that are most successful realize that your company grows as quickly as your people grow. 
Never is that more true than of the CEO uh, herself because you're the bottleneck. And so uh, if you're able to attract the team that can then be learning, if you're able to attract the capital, if you're able to attract the customers, the story, better and better and better, your company will grow. And it's true all the way throughout the organization. So to the extent that you can make yourself superfluous in the organization and the well, people get smart enough to run it on their own. That's the dream. And it's actually in a fast growth company, the reality, like it or not. I had a new job every six months. Well, Laura likes to make great connections between curiosity and high performance. And when I think of curiosity, I don't necessarily think about uh, learning. Uh, but to put it in the context of learning innovation, how did you come to think about it that way? I mean, to me, actually, they're exactly the same, um, which is if I think I know everything, I have nothing to learn. It's the desire to understand my, my, the voice of my customer, the voice of my employee, the voice of the market, and always, always be teachable. Um, enables me to create, or, or people I work with, to create great solutions, great leadership. It's the ability to constantly, I mean, to me, the definition of, of leadership is the ability to learn, and the ability to learn is to always be curious, always know that you don't know. And the, and the people that are living, whatever it is, they actually know, and I want to know what they know so I can create the best solutions. But a little bit of the natural selection process, you know, we're taught in school that, hey, this is our time to learn. Now we're going to go work. If mm -hmm. someone doesn't have that innate curiosity as a continuous learner, mm -hmm. what can you do as a leader to inspire that in someone? First of all, hopefully you as a leader are curious and you're modeling that. Um, when I'm looking to develop that curiosity, I also am modeling it. I'm asking questions about um, how did you think of it that way? You know, kind of getting to the root. Um, and I'm asking people to do the same thing. So I'm asking good questions and then really listening to the answers. And hopefully that's inspiring those around me to also ask good questions and really listening to the answers. Dan, how do you do that, particularly in the context of uh, your new company, of Circles? How do you go to organizations and create a level of curiosity that gets the employees engaged in wanting to learn, and not only that, but helping teach each other? So I love this question. I think that leaders, and I couldn't agree more with Laura uh, in terms of modeling, um, and you have to do that. You have to talk the talk, walk the walk. But there are other things you can do, too. Um, and this is where we've learned and think a lot about creating psychological safety to balance out the performance pressure. It, you've got to be able to make mistakes. You've, it's got to be okay to have fun and relax. Kids learn through play. We could take a lot from them. Experiment, try, make a joke. Hey, wait, that's actually a great idea. You know. So I think that it's incumbent on leaders to take their culture seriously because that's the soil where you're going to plant your future leaders and make sure that you're balancing performance pressure and psychological safety. I was thinking about something you said in there about planting seeds. There's only so much you can do. You lead a horse to water. You know, there's that analogy. I was thinking about in the context of uh, being at an early stage of my own career uh, and not thinking about continuous learning. I was thinking a lot about uh, my own personal success. And one of the things that got in the way of my success was being focused on my own personal success. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it was really, it was when I started 
to consider what other people on my team in my company needed to achieve to be successful that actually enabled me to, to really ever recognize any of the success that I was able to uh, inspire. Yeah. But I had to what we are doing here at Jump by Design is sharing real life experiences that provide you with ideas and tips on how to accelerate your success and achieve your goals. Like our sponsor, The Jump Crew, we're in constant pursuit of being our best self and driving the best result. Jump Crew helps their clients achieve business success with proven marketing and sales execution combined with a passionate team of achievers. If you are recently funded or have a mature business that needs revenue growth, I recommend you speak with them. Jump Crew can transform your business with integrated demand generation and sales support, accelerate your growth, and take the risk out of doing it yourself. I had this experience where I was selling temporary help services at 28 years old, and I was determined to make it work. I was focused and disciplined. I had come out of a sexy industry. I had produced movies. I had produced television, and this was my, my shot to get back on the career track. Two years of pounding the streets, knocking on doors, and I finally had some, some success. I had a client give me a really, really uh, big trusting order, uh, and I was working on it, and realized that I didn't have uh, the buy-in of the organization. There weren't a lot of people there to help support me. And I got lucky that a friend of mine gave me a book, and the book actually led me down a path that got me here today. The book was called The Fifth Discipline. It was written by a guy named Peter Senge. Uh, it was a very prolific book in the 80s and 90s, and uh, it really changed how I thought about things. So it was really interesting because the book starts with personal mastery, uh, but then goes into shared vision and team learning and systems thinking and feedback loops. And uh, I was wondering if either of you guys had a moment like that where uh, you were able to actually, in, earlier in your career, make that connection to what you're doing today? Or was it something, was it a path that you think you were always on? I definitely resonate with the, uh, that lesson learned about the focus on your own ambition being a huge blocker to being effective. And I do think that also when you're, um, for me personally, early in my career, um, had a had a job where I absolutely was, I was brought in and was told you're a level below where you should be. And then that's all I could think about is how am I going to get to that other level? And in that, I was blinded. And so just those kinds of, of curious questions about how do I serve my customer better? How do I partner better with my peers? I was so self-driven. So I think that was just more of a, a personal experience of whenever. And, and so whenever I feel that, what about me? I always put that aside and try to figure out how I can, and it, it sounds grandiose, but I, I do the work I do to change the world. So mm -hmm. how do I change an individual's life? How do I change an organization's life? If I'm thinking big, I'm really effective. If I'm thinking about me, I'm, I'm not. So is servant leadership a concept that resonated with you at, at different points in your career? That's not a term that I personally, I'm certainly quite aware of the term, and it mm -hmm. probably does resonate. When I look at my own personal values, service typically is one or two. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it is really... Um, I want to make a big difference and I want to change people's lives, however that can be. It's just I hadn't 
I didn't frame it in terms of servant leadership. Um, but absolutely, if I'm in a leadership role, how am I helping those achieve success? And that's my job. And so that could be called servant leadership. So I was able to sit in on a great program that you ran about a month ago for the Jump Crew. They were bringing together their senior leadership team to make sure and re reinforce and redefine their culture, mission, and values. How, on an individual basis, can someone think about uh, putting into context their own culture, mission, and values so they're not so dependent on the organization to think strategically about their own career, their own lives, what they really want? That's a, that's a great question. I think it really does involve having the space and the time to really be self-reflective. Um, it's about looking how you're living your life. The most important thing to me about those exercises is not that they're exercises, but that what you're doing, how you're spending your time is are, are your values. Mm -hmm. And I may be living not according to my actual beliefs about my values. And so it's taking a pause and looking, how am I spending my time? If somebody were following me around, if I value health, am I making time to work out if I value family? So I think it is that self-reflective piece. And, and I don't see that as separate as individual self-awareness being separate from organizational awareness. In fact, there's research that shows that the greatest leaders are people who know their own values and their people sure. know their values more than knowing what the organization has on the wall. Now, hopefully, if I'm aware of my own values, then I can look and say this organization fits or doesn't because I'm always going to perform better if I'm in a culture that aligns with my values. Um, but I think the personal awareness is the, is critical for leaders and everyone. And then from there, everything can come. But you have some organizations that are really committed to helping act as the catalyst for this process. Others that completely aren't. Mm -hmm. They're just not invested in their organization in that, in that way. Uh, when you think about effective ways uh, to inspire continuous learning, and if you're, if, you're, if you're out there and you're not working in an organization that really supports this, how can you, how can you get yourself going? As an individual, how can yeah. I get myself going? I can't, I, so personally, I can't imagine not going because that's innately, um, I, I'm innately curious. I'm innately always wanting to learn. That comes to me. But for somebody who's not, um, it would be around probably even sort of almost contradicting to what I said earlier, personal ambition. Um, if you can't, you know, the only way um, to get anywhere is to continue to evolve and grow. And um, if you have the perfect product and service today, I guarantee you it won't be perfect tomorrow because something in your environment is changing. So that constant need to learn about your world and about your competitors and about, you know, anything is going to help you be effective. So if, if you're not personally motivated to be curious, hopefully at least you're motivated to be successful, and the two are tied together. I'm thinking about the people that are hungry, right? I'm thinking about the people who are in career transition. Uh, and, you know, for me, I read The Fifth Discipline, and then within two or three months, I read uh, Good to Great and Built to Last and Only the Paranoids Survive, and it was just a, a cascade, a waterfall of, you know, this eye-opening event that I had that really changed my entire career path. Uh, I went from being a... Uh, probably a, a more of a lone wolf uh, sole producer to someone that was really solely focused uh, on teams and, and collaboration. Uh, and I know this resonates deeply with you, Dan, uh, as you're getting engaged with uh, different corporate clients who are really adopting uh, the Circle software as a learning platform. 
uh, you're putting these these folks together. Can you explain a little bit about how it all comes together? Sure. Um, first, can I tell you just two quick stories? Sure, please. Because what you said really resonates with two things that happened in my own life. One was, you know, I came out of Harvard College as educated as you can be into the business world and so sure that I w- was a learner and that I knew what to do and I didn't. Thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoyed the episode and tune in next time for more Jump by Design. We love feedback at Jump by Design. Come to the website, jumpbydesign.com, or get me on Twitter at David Pachter. Thanks for tuning in.